Hey guys, Carl Reader here with an episode of Unlocking the Magic, helping you to take your business from where it is today to where it's going to be. And these episodes are a little bit different from the Be Your Own Boss episodes, where I interview experienced heads in businesses, um, characters, personalities, authors, etc., and the bullet point businesses, which are very simple, snappy points. Instead, these episodes are focused on one subject, but I go a little bit deeper, and they tend to apply to businesses with a few staff members, with a few customers, those that are already up and running. But if you're not at that stage yet, don't worry, because there is still some stuff that you can learn from these. Now, the one that I'm going to be doing today is talking about a change that I've made fairly recently in my business, and it was inspired by a book called Reinventing Organisations, by a gentleman called Frederick Leloux. Now, suppose of you that follow me on LinkedIn would have seen my brief post on this, and it received some engagement, it received some comments of people who've already done this or who are looking to do this. So I felt that it would be fantastic to dive into a bit more detail about why we did this, what the concept actually is, and where we see this concept going. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Reinventing Organisations is quite a heavy management text. It comes in two versions. There's a very wordy version, but there's also a picture book. Now, you probably have gathered by now that I'm actually a big picture person. So picture book worked really well for me to understand the concept and to be able to start um, bringing this process into play. Now, I'm sure that some of you would prefer the wordier version to be able to contemplate on the case studies and so on. Um, But whichever way you go, I'm hoping that this episode and the information that I give you today will at least open your eyes to the fact that this is something that's worth paying attention to. Now, the book was originally recommended to me by my own business coach, David Holland. Um, Dave will actually be a future guest on the show as a Be Your Own Boss, and we are planning a couple of content days. So those are episodes that you must not miss. Um, So this book, where do we start? Now, like most management books, um, in fact, most management theories, there's nothing really new. Um, There's often spins on existing ideas and observations about what works and what doesn't work. But, you know, business is fairly simple and tends to just be a gradual evolution. So to start with, the author talks about the history of organisations. You know, in the beginning, organisations were very autocratic, almost like a dictatorship. And it developed, you know, um, employees started to get more involved through a leadership team, bureaucracy, um, then moved towards um, employee engagement. But he he sees a new way of doing things, which is effectively businesses within businesses. So we refer to these as our pods. Um, Within reinventing organisations, he refers to it as a teal organisation as opposed to a red organisation or a green organisation. And the author brings in various case studies, such as one of the health systems in Scandinavia, education and so on. That's all well and good, but I want to talk about practically what difference does this make to your business? So let me first explain the reason why we brought this into our business. It was very simple. D&T had got to a stage where we had more employees than we knew what to do with. Now, that might sound quite flippant, but the reality was that, you know, I've seen D&T grow from sort of eight people up to... um, 
you know, tens and tens. I don't know the exact number. I know it's below 100. I know it's above 50. You know, we, we've got quite a few people. And the change in management that's required as you grow is really significant. So when you get to about 20 people, you realise that you no longer know everyone's um, wife's or husband's or uh, boyfriend or girlfriend's names. So instead, you need to make an active effort to get to know them. You don't know where they've been on holiday. You don't know their pet's names. These are all the things that you do know when you're a much smaller organisation. So at about 20 staff is the point where you need to start thinking about a management structure to help you as the entrepreneur have a team beneath you to um, really help manage the day-to-day, to be that ear for the staff, to be that ear for the customer, to make sure that your service is up to where it needs to be, to make sure that your processes and systems are being followed, or indeed develop those processes and systems. There's a second point in the journey, and I would say that it's around 50 members of staff where management just simply isn't enough because you might have a couple of managers, but they're managing lots of people. And the web that is your hierarchical chart, your organisation chart, is just horrific. So you need to start thinking about how is the business going to be led? You know, who are the functional board? Um, then which managers will you have in which department? What will their span of control be, etc., etc.? And that's very broadly the point at which we've introduced our pod system. And to begin with, we went in with it with two ideas in mind. The first was P&L accountability. To be very open and transparent about the reasons, we weren't hitting the targets that we believed we should. And it was quite obvious in retrospect, because when you've got a team of um, you know tens and tens of people, and you've got you know, for want of a better phrase, little Johnny wasting half an hour on the toilet actually flicking through Facebook. Little Johnny finds it very difficult to correlate the value of his time, the value of his input to the beast that is a multi-million pound turnover business. So it's very hard for that individual to actually connect what damage could be done by um, not performing at their best. You know, and this comes into play with, when, particularly when you rely on yearly targets or quarterly targets, the numbers are so big that it becomes very difficult for team members to emotionally connect, you know, what an hour of their time or what a, um, a piece of great service or a product sold does to that end result because it seems like a drop in the ocean. So by moving down to smaller pods, we were able to carve up our P&L accordingly so that the individuals within each pod would understand a bit more deeply how they can make an impact. So we went with pods of six. Um, There's different ways of doing it, which we'll touch on later. We went with pods of six and it brought the numbers down from millions um, in a year down to hundreds of thousands. We also went to weekly targets So rather than looking at um, targets for the entire business in the hundreds of thousands, instead we can carve that down even further. So the P&L accountability is is one key thing. The second key thing is for the responsibility of team members to each other to improve. So within my business, we've already defined our vision. Uh, That's much bigger picture, adding value, not numbers. Um, But then we have our values, how we conduct ourselves day to day. 
And you know, those values are being professional, caring, passionate and innovative. You know, we say them, but the problem is as a bigger organisation that sometimes you can be guilty of not living by the values of the organisation, despite the fact that you're recruited on those bases, you get appraised on those bases, and in theory, you should be judging yourself day to day on those bases. Now, when a team becomes smaller, then you're reliant on the team members living by those values with each other. So the responsibility between the individuals is magnified and we hope that that will help um, improve our staff engagement longer term. You know, it's, it's certainly a tricky um, job to implement going from one management structure to another, but longer term, we could see the benefit. One of the benefits that we didn't see was highlighted to me by a tweet by a gentleman called Daniel Priestley. Again, Daniel's agreed to be a guest on my podcast, so I'm adamant that that would be an amazing episode to listen to when it comes out. Um, Daniel Priestley, you might know of him having written The Key Person of Influence, Entrepreneur Revolution, um, Oversubscribed and 24 Assets. But Daniel's tweet was really simple and it went along the lines of a team of four has six lines of communication. A team of 12 has 66 lines of communication. A team of 50 has 1,225 lines of communication. It's obvious when you say it like that, isn't it? Now, he shared a graphic as well, which um, really visualised this webbing effect of individuals speaking to each other and the need for um, teams to be kept as small as possible. And it really brought to life the two pizza rule that Jeff Bezos, the um, founder of Amazon.com uses, in that he believes teams should be no bigger um, than those who can eat two pizzas over a meeting. You know, I've since learned that the SAS only ever have four in a team. So perhaps four is the magic number. Who knows? Um, I guess it depends on their appetite and how much they like pizza. Um, but the communication and the leadership that can arise from the pods as well is a tremendous benefit of the pod system. So, so what are we trying to achieve with the system? What are we trying to achieve by um, reorganising or, um, as the title of the book, reinventing our organisation? What is it we're trying to do? So... First things first, we are trying to effectively generate businesses within the business. So for each pod, not only has its own P&L accountability, but actually dictates its own P&L, dictates its own KPIs and dictates its own remuneration for the individual team members so that they can run as independent businesses within the bigger business. Now, there will be certain non-negotiables. You know, for example... We wouldn't want any um, pod within our business doing anything that's illegal, immoral, against our vision, against our values, against our ethics. Um, But also uh, there will be um, some non-avoidables insofar as contribution to the bigger picture that will need to be made. However, the individual pods, longer term, we see as being their own business. Now, this brings a great advantage in that it gives us the ability to scale very easily because we inherently have a scalable system. With the structure that we had a couple of years ago, we have to think about, right, how are we going to replicate this big management infrastructure that we've got? How are we going to replicate um, all of the admin team? How are we going to replicate the marketing teams, etc., etc.? If we were to set up a new office, we would need a substantial investment to be able to do that. As we've stripped away anything that's non-essential and made the pods into a customer-centric department rather than an employee skill set 
centric department, we're able to scale just by building another pod. So it makes the ability for us to grow geographically or via niche markets or of any other way much easier. Now, I touched on earlier the fact that the pods are customer-centric rather than employee-centric, and this is another key thing. We've all had the frustrations of ringing a big business and being batted from pillar to post, um, from one anonymous department to another anonymous department. By having the bare minimum team that can service all of the client's requirements, then actually the pod are accountable to each other. And that's built in through the KPIs as well and the maintenance of our values. The pods are accountable to each other and it's a very lean pod that ensures that things actually get done. Now, the concept of lean management goes even further than that. We, within the pods, can make sure that there are minimal touch points on any jobs. It builds our efficiency as a business, uh, but it also builds the expertise within the pods for their specific clients. And then perhaps most importantly for me, um, for those of you who've read any of my stuff before, you'll understand about our five stars. That's the flashy term that I use for our stakeholders. We put our team at the top and one of the challenges with a growing organisation is maintaining both the staff engagement but the interpersonal connection between team members. Well, do you know what? Having smaller pods that can get to know each other, like each other, trust each other, respect each other, rely on each other, depend on each other, fight for each other is absolutely vital when it comes to building those interpersonal connections. So... For those of you who've listened so far, thank you so much. For those of you who've skipped to the end for a summary, um, let me just sum it up as smaller teams, client-focused rather than skill-set-focused, and read this book. It's called Reinventing Organisations. It's by a gentleman called Frederick Leloup, and I highly recommend the picture book first just to get a snapshot of it. Now, for those of you who want early access to these kind of things, I tend to brain dump on LinkedIn first. That's where I test whether people engage with the topics that I'm talking about or not. So if you would like to follow me on LinkedIn, you can find me fairly easily. It's Carl Reader. Unfortunately, I can't accept any more connections, but I can accept follow requests. So if you drop me a follow, I would love to see you contributing on the posts and having some conversations about the subjects that are raised. You can find me on all other social media platforms at Carl Reader. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review, subscribe, share it. We've got a very exciting competition courtesy of our sponsors, Intuit QuickBooks, which I'll be releasing details of very soon. Um, In the meantime, have a great day and let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to The Carl Reader Show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell your friends. This podcast was brought to you by our sponsor, D&T Advisory, helping you unlock the magic in your business by adding value, not numbers. Find out more at www.team-dt.com. QuickBooks, helping UK small businesses stay on top of their finances.